It's not a cocktail or anything. Right. Just a, just an iced tea. Um, it's called Blue Harvest Green Tea, and it comes from the Copper Kettle in Foley, Alabama. Green tea is really good for you, right? Health benefits. So are blueberries. So. That's true. I had a blueberry okay. smoothie this morning. That's yeah. So you know, good way to get some fruit in is yeah. a smoothie. Yeah. But this tea was a gift from my friend Anita. Um, she had been down to the beach in Alabama. And so jealous. I am too. So many good people on my Instagram feed with their... At the beach right Panhandle sugar beaches. <laughs> I know. That sand it's, is so beautiful and makes soft. Makes you covet. Yes, covet. Make me covet too. Well, she was so sweet to go with Betty Lane to the tea shop in Foley and pick me up some tea and bring it back for my little that up. rest time here of recovery yes you're doing well sis and it's so funny because I forget that nice teas I always think of hot tea but you can make them iced yeah loose tea I never think to make cold ever so that's what we're having so do you you brew it hot and then you put it over ice silly question so what no that's not silly um so I just made a quart mason jar of it okay so I put Two scoops of the loose tea yeah. with hot water right. in that jar. Okay. And let it steep. It. Yeah. And then put it in the refrigerator overnight. Okay. With the tea in it? Well, still? I didn't. I meant to take so you steeped to, it overnight. Yeah. I meant. Oh, so this is like as strong as it could be. Yeah. I meant to actually strain it and keep it in there for today. Because it's very flavorful. Yeah. And, and I was going to say. Do that and I didn't. And I woke up this morning like, the tea's probably ruined. It's going to be too strong. But I actually think it's good. I bet you woke up in the night thinking about it, actually. I'm not going to lie. you just couldn't get, here fa- get to your fridge very easy. On my easy. scooter. Yeah. So that's the, actually the truth is I thought about it about um, 1130 <laughs> last night. And I'm like, oh, well. Yeah. It is what it is. But I think it's good. It's very good. So anyway. Well, thank you. You can take your wonderful loose teas and make them cold that's, and well, sweetened, just like this is. I put some simple syrup in there, and it's just a little variation. Yeah, that's good to think about too, because it's hot in the South right it's now. Stinking hot. So like tea season feels like it's over. Yeah, but it's not. I mean, there are some people that's their breakfast is thing is a hot tea instead yeah. of a coffee. Yeah, but make one of those wonderful pomegranate teas that you have or something. Love into. it something cold so i have like news items to catch up with you on have you seen this isn't the news item but have you seen john krasinski who played jim on the office he's been doing video clips that are called some good news no but i would love that pandemic time that's so he literally acts like he's at a news desk you know like okay shuffling his paper and then telling you like very hopeful tearful wonderful i have not good news where do stories. i say this is it a social media thing yeah or you could even like tell your echo device 
to play some good news. Okay. And she would do it. Okay. That's well, fine. anyway, so that's kind of what I feel like right now is I have some Southern good news. S-S-G-N. Okay. Duke's Mayonnaise has a cookbook coming out. Okay. On June 30th. This and is our kind of product. It's fun because I was thinking, okay, I love Duke's, but I don't have a lot of recipes that are my Duke's mayo recipes per se that's just the go-to one we use but it's not key ingredient right i will say last summer i made the most moist chocolate cake Cake. i've ever made and it was with duke's it was their recipe so i'm intrigued it sounded weird to me but i I was like okay whatever but yeah and it was very moist i'm really looking forward to that that comes out june 30th perfect things to look forward to in the summer and then i heard this is on the rumor mill that unclaimed baggage, the store dun, in dun, Alabama dun, that we love. Yeah, go back and listen to the unclaimed baggage episode in season one if you have not done so already. They are thinking about doing an online store. Come on, that would be interesting. Now it would be, but I'm already thinking that's more. I knew you were going to be anti. Well, I I'm knew sorry, it. but like that's just. Are the prices even going to remain good? Because sure. there's so many people looking at it. But I was thinking... Versus if you drive to that small, tiny town. Well, I was thinking about it from a standpoint of what an inventory nightmare. There's one of everything. Oh my gosh, you're right. Right? That like, sounds terrible. Like, that's many... why Goodwill's not on a <laughs> <laughs> online store, right? Exactly. So I don't know if they'll do it or not. They were toying with the idea. But speaking of, I wouldn't mind going to do that during this time if they're open. Because, you know, that's not that far away. And I can tell Freya's about to dive. Nothing to do. I bet their inventory's small, though, because nobody's flying. So nobody's losing their baggage. They've probably, like, almost had a freeze since March. They got no new inventory. Yeah. That is so true. Um, I have one thing to what? say. The peach truck's all over now. It is. It's peach season. I bought a bag. But I bought a bag and gave it away. I didn't even get to taste one. I probably could have snuck a bag one out. Yet, but, but, yeah. I just am excited that it's peach season. It is peach that season. Is, there's so much glorious things you can do with them. Peaches and beaches. That was a fun episode. <laughs> that was a fun episode. Did. Okay, I got one more thing, and then we need to jump into our topic. We started watching a cute series on Netflix. we did. Sweet Magnolias, which is, uh, I don't know if they're going to do more than one, like, run of it, but there's 10 episodes up right now. And we've watched two so far. I've actually watched two more. What? Well, I didn't know how much more time we were going to get to do TV together. Okay, well, we had to watch it just from the name. Hello. Right, and... It definitely goes along with what I would suspect that it's about, which is three women in a South Carolina small town. That yeah, they are, refer to Charleston all the time, so I assumed so it was close to that. Close and there. it's a fictional town of serenity. Right. But they're just going through life together, all the struggles, all the hard stuff, but they're there for each other. Yeah. So so far, it's sweet. Very predictable, but sweet. I think it's getting better. It did... it. All of episode one, I was like, am I going to get into this or not? I don't know. Yeah, you didn't look like you were enjoying it at all. Well, I knew it was going to be Hallmark-esque. Mm-hmm. Which we don't love. I, I, do, I, I certainly I don't. do in the right season. I like it at Christmas time when yeah. you're looking for things that are just predictable and joyful and 
nostalgic. But this, I was like, I want some character development. But it's getting there. It is. Or even in the second one, it was getting there. It is. Okay, I've got to catch up to you now. So, well, what's funny is in episode four, you're going to see they kind of touch on today's topic, which is catfish. That's right. Okay, Part so of our culture here in the South. We wanted to do an episode on catfish. This has been on our list for a while. And catfish is a popular food here in the South. Totally. For sure. The actual name is from the, they call them barbells, I think. Yeah. The barbells. Like whiskery which looking. Are like whiskers. <laughs> it looks like a cat's whiskers. Yeah, that look like a cat. That's where they get their name. I did not know that. They are ugly 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 they fish are ugly. right yeah. i mean it doesn't matter well, how small there's not, or big yeah. they're all ugly there's not yeah. any like cute baby catfish <laughs> they're all ugly from it's just a smaller infancy. version of ugly <laughs> <laughs> ugly little yeah they sometimes call them mud cats have you ever heard that well no but i saw something online that said they can be called mud cats Polywogs or chuckleheads? Never heard of and chucklehead. I've never heard, I've heard mudcat. That's the only one I've heard. But mudcat meaning because they eat mud. They, well, and they li- they like they're bottom dwellers, so yeah. they like being at the bottom. Yeah. In fact, well, I'll get to that later. But um, yeah, catfish. So yeah, so we are talking about the food catfish. If you are really into pop culture and oh, entertainment, Lord. you might think we're talking about the a like, tacky herb- show tacky show but it's also it's a term a cat like if someone's a catfish they're pretending to be someone online that they're not in general oh that's actually what that means yes so it doesn't even have to be in the dating sense it's just anyone pretending to be someone they're not on facebook so like i could even pretend to be lady gaga and have like an account oh and that means that that you're a catfish Mm -hmm. okay that's not what we're talking about today (laughs) Um, they don't have scales. I thought that was interesting. The catfish don't have scales. I, didn't, I don't know that I knew that. And they're basically negatively buoyant, meaning yeah. they're not floating because they're <laughs> bottom dwellers. So they're like. And in order heavy? to catch them, you often need like a sink line. Like, yes. So I've done a tiny bit of fishing. Yes. Believe it or not. Our dad didn't have a son. So who went? I did. <laughs> I have a bait box too. <laughs> um, we never specifically went catfish fishing. Okay. You know, we just would go fishing yeah. on occasion. But I know a little bit about catfish from the perspective of, I know they, you know, like to be in the low yeah. areas of the water and they like cover, like, so if you're oh. like ever, you know, they're, they like being under a bridge or under a dock or okay under, you know, um, like a mossy tree or Makes they, sense. they just like, un- they're like being under the algeness of all of those. Um, and they also like, um, like when there's been, they like current. So when there's been mm. a flood or a heavy rain oh. or something like that. That kind of stirs up the catfish for some reason. Okay. So those are good times to, to go, go fishing. fishing. They also like dams. And Dad and I used to fish occasionally at the Percy Priest Dam. Okay. And so. So have you people, caught one? I don't remember that I've ever caught a catfish. Okay. 
Well, I was confirmed. I caught a puffer fish in the ocean one time. Do you remember those? Oh, that puff that, up? Yeah. It was hysterical. Were you all excited? I loved it. I loved seeing it up close and everything. So but. how did you get it off the line? They're not always puffed Cut up. the line. Okay. Oh, it was puffed. <laughs> full oh puff. Full, full puffing. Well, um, I knew that this episode needed to happen this week because I went to a park here and saw someone fishing at just a pond, a large pond. Uh-huh. And That's all it takes for catfish. Well, I saw him have a pretty big catch, so okay. I walked over there to see with my son. Were you, okay, I was going to say you were with Jacob. To see what he had caught, and it was a large, large one catfish and it was his third one that he had caught just on a rod and reel he just was throwing a he had magic bait okay i took a picture of it okay catfish bait nightcrawler was the name yes i've heard yes. of that okay so that was what was laying on the ground next uh-huh. to his uh-huh. fishing stuff but i was amazed at how big of a catfish in this pond in a Franklin Park. That's so funny. Now, so. there is an entry to the Harpeth River, mm-hmm. literally right up the road from me. Yeah. yeah. And it used to have a dam. Do you remember it used to have a dam? Yes. But there was a lot of flooding problems happen- happening, so they took it down and redid some things, and there's yes. not a dam anymore. Yeah. So there's still people, a little bit of fishing going on. It's turned more into a kayak entry. Yes, than I a saw fishing a bunch of people now. today over okay. there. I mean, a bunch <laughs> of people. Yeah, there's no social distancing happening at the at kayak least, entry because there was 50 cars. That's probably how one many, weekend because I many, counted. Yeah, that's how many are over there right now. <laughs> and yeah. that's happy Memorial Day. Probably not one person per car. I'm no. thinking, and it's total bottleneck of the river. But anyway, um, it used to be a big catfish, you know, a big fishing yes. hub when the dam was there. Uh, but anyway, I digress. There's lots of different ways you can catch catfish. Yeah. But um, one fishing style I've never done, and I think it's one of the biggest for people who are truly catfish fishing, is limb lines. Oh. Or trot lines is what they call it. Okay. So a limb line is where you're literally tying a line from a healthy limb of a tree that's sturdy. Oh. And it's just drop down and you just tie them on several, you know, like in areas, picture Mississippi, Louisiana, which is where you see this a lot. No, I completely am tracking because they're going to come up on these algae surfaces, which are going to be closer to the edge of the, like, right. So you can drop, you can drop 12 limb lines and go, you know, have lunch, have lunch and come back and see who's on the line. Wow. And it's already hung, so you can even, if you're spending a weekend... Well, you don't even have to walk up to it if the branch is pulling. Right. You can sometimes even tell if it's heavy and... Yeah. That's brilliant. That's one way. I feel like that's efficient. Exactly. Which you would like. That's not what fishing's about at all. Fishing is for tranquility and peace. If you do a trot line, you tie the line from one tree to another... With drop lines all down through there. <laughs> so, do you know what I'm saying? You yes. could have 12 drop lines on a trot line and really efficient. That's amazing. Well, that catfish is not one of the most popular fish to eat in the U.S. It's popular here in the South. Yeah. But do you know what some of the more popular... I'll guess. I don't. I know. I, there's the top four I have a list for. I just wondered if you were... 
I can tell you my... Tell me yours. My then. main one is salmon. That's, That's the, on the list. Yes. But I'm having a hard time now finding decent salmon because some of it is like farm raised in um, Vietnam and no offense to any Vietnamese or anything, but I'm not down with the farm raised that far away. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's not just Vietnam. I just picked right. that country but to not say. not close by, not even in the country. And even farm raised, you know... Um, it really from anywhere is a little, you got to wonder what the conditions are yes. and all of that. So I haven't been eating as much salmon yeah. as I Well, salmon's on the to. list. Tuna. Oh, of course. Right? Tuna, Tuna. Of course. What about, um, it wouldn't be trout, not trout, bass. Yep. Bass. Good job, sea bass. Sis. And cod. Oh, cod. Yeah. Cod so, is often your fish um, sticks or your fish, yes. you know, battered fish. A lot of people like to and eat cod. I don't know if I thought about it really or not, but I think when we went to eat catfish recently, which I know we're going to talk about today, I almost had cod in my, fried cod in my head of what the taste was going to be like. Okay. Just like a white fish. Mild. Mild. Yeah. That's why I think cod does well in sales yeah it's because it doesn't taste fishy yeah so i actually kind of like some fishy well some some but catfish so we we talked about this before we had what we ate on friday it's often gritty yeah and sometimes it can be watery uh-huh and, and that's greasy not gr that's not yes from I've, the frying right or yeah, just the fish itself. Even just the fish itself, because I don't yeah. know what it eats sometimes, but it just has like a greasy kind of a texture to it. Yeah. And sometimes a gritty, almost like it's been eating dirt. Makes sense. Is, nobody's going to want to eat you it are after what you we eat. talk about this. You are what you eat. I'm, that's why I've not necessarily always been a fan. Right. It's because of some of the catfish I've had tasted like that. Yeah. But it's not all like that. No. And when it's good, it's good. So we had some good catfish. We sure did. On Friday, we drove out to Burns, Tennessee, which is about 45 minutes west of us here in Franklin. And we were driving to the Catfish Kitchen. Shout out to the to them because they do it right. We were going there because we were going there. There's no like <laughs> passing by the catfish kitchen. There's no reason we that you would be traveling. to be in the neighborhood unless you were going to Montgomery Bell Park. Perhaps okay. you might be Fair close enough. to. That's about the only. Otherwise, you had full intentions to be to going go, yeah. to the catfish kitchen. It opened its doors for the first time in 1971. Come on, and when we came to Nashville. Oh, that's how about crazy. That? It's family owned and they have, and I'll definitely put this on our Instagram this week. They have a giant catfish <laughs> on their sign that is part of their sign. It's the size of a car. See, I couldn't even tell that from because the of how high up the sign was. That's I mean, so I could funny. tell it was massive. Yeah. But this catfish had to be put on the sign. Because the story goes, I read a little blurb from the owner. He used to have it sitting down on in part of the parking lot, but just kind of as a fun display, uh -huh. but not necessarily the sign. Just an ornamental. Yeah, he bought it and he was like, this is perfect. Well, every year the local high school seniors 
as oh, their prank would come okay. and flip it over. Oh, gosh. And it was getting so damaged, and he kept having to repair it and pay all these repairs. So he was like, forget it. We're putting I'm it in the mounting air. mounting it up on that sign. <laughs> That's awesome. So anyway, now it is affixed to the sign. But, you know, people that work there. Have... It was hopping. Let's just say that. Yes. When we pulled in, I'm like, whoa. Yeah, because they're open for dine-in now as part of an option for restaurants that here in Tennessee can now start to open. We had already decided we're just going to call our order in, but yeah, I mean, we probably would have had to wait for a table anyway, had we planned to stay. Cause yes, it was hopping and every, you could tell local joint for sure. But I wish I would have looked around at some of the County names in the, on the car parking lot. To see because that many the people, draw. you wonder they've come from at least a few counties. I think so, and especially on a Friday or Saturday night. So well, let's talk about that. That it was, was Friday night, and we didn't even plan to eat we fish didn't on plan Friday. On that, but as we're driving, I said, "Why is it so many people eat fish on Fridays? Like we always had fish served in the public school cafeteria on Friday." I never put that together. But once we drove out with our mom as well, once you guys started saying that, it did it sound familiar? familiar. Okay, yeah. and mom's like, "Oh, that's a a um, Catholic tradition, right?" And I'm like, "Oh, well, I don't know what that would be." So we looked we it up. Started googling <laughs> on our ride home from Burns. Yeah, so it's even more than Catholic. I mean, it's just the like the Christian Lenten season. The 40 of. days of Lent, which lead up to Easter. Yes, which the, would be your February, March, and April, typically, time frame. That season is typically a season of fasting. In as, some form or fashion. I guess especially on Fridays, Fridays to honor Good Friday, right. which is coming in the Lenten season. But Fridays are kind of marked a little bit more holy. Now, I if I fast for Lent, I don't like pick Friday, separate Friday. Yeah, I just do it for the forty days. So that concept is a little foreign to me, but I get it. I I understand. Like going back, kind of how people got to that. But fish isn't considered meat. Because they're, what we we were hearing, because they're cold-blooded, I so it's so. not considered meat, so then... So a lot of people that aren't eating meat on Fridays can eat fish. So then it just became a thing, is Fish Fridays. Which tied it even more to sort of church culture, which we've talked about on here in is the past. Is a huge part of our culture in yes. the South. We did a whole episode on Faith in the South, and... That meant now we've got church culture that's now being impacted by what people are eating during this Lenten season. Why don't we make it more of a community thing, like a picnic or a cookout, or in this case, a fish fish fry. fry. So the fish fry was born, which is totally still raining today. Yes, and I love to tap into something like a church fish fry. I've even like just gone to one. To buy a plate. Right. Not your own church. No idea. I'm in a different town. Yeah. (laughs) But it's going to be good. It's going to be good. And it's going to be, you know, you're going to get full for probably, what, $12 or something for a plate. typically a fundraiser. For a great um, charity. Yeah. 
We have one here locally in Franklin. Yes, the, I haven't been to this one, but you have. I've been a few times. Is it good? It's hum- humongous, first of all. Yeah. In fact, I looked up. They usually have over 3,000 attendees. So do they do theirs doing, during Lent? Or is it's it, July. It's more in the summer. It's in yeah. July. So maybe they'll get to do theirs this year. It's but not on less... their events. So And think about 3,000 people. I don't know how you could do that in July. Sigh. For, I know. because For all the, the cancellations. So it's the Bethlehem United Methodist Church here in Franklin. And it's, uh, I think this would have been year 46. Maybe they'll do it, but it's for congregants only. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> like, or to-go to only. It draws a lot of outsiders. It could be a to-go to go. only. They need to do that. I would Which go get it. completely nixes the whole community aspect that's beautiful about the fish fry. But I at least know. people could eat fish. But there's fish. just something, tradi- you know how I am with tradition. I know. So you just go buy it anyway. Yeah. And the money goes to room at the inn. Oh, is that their charity? And Aww. a um, backpack program for kids that need okay. backpack school supplies. So, okay. I mean, I'm all about that anyway. Yeah. So just get me a to-go box this yeah. year and I'll be fine. Yeah. But they do a huge silent auction with it and... It's a kind of almost even a who's who. Like, it's not like, you know, just their church. So yeah. it's like, are you going to the fish fry? And you see people from right. all over churches, you know. I love there. it. So that's fun. I love it. I love anything that'll draw diversity in and that community. way. I know. That's So cool. that's a fun. And those are all over the South, fish fries. Do they have good sides that you've had at that one before? That one, if I remember correct, it's the pretty traditional coleslaw. Um, now I don't remember if theirs is mayonnaise or vinegar based. I did like at Catfish Kitchen that they give an option. Yeah, I did vinegar. Y'all did mayonnaise. I should have done mayonnaise. I'm a mayonnaise. Yeah. I I just just... wanted to try the vinegar. Of course. But it was not a good decision. It wasn't a good decision. Well, um, I don't remember which kind they do for this one, but it's coleslaw, french fries, hush puppies. I don't remember white beans of theirs but that's often a side for a fish fry our mom was so excited to have white beans as an option at catfish kitchen <laughs> she probably would have doubled her order if she could if they had had chow chow she definitely yeah. would have doubled it um but those are all common sides uh, you know you usually will have tartar sauce and malt vinegar yes as choices lit fresh lemon to squeeze all of that I jazz. Love condiments i could have used more tartar sauce with our catfish uh, i agree and better tartar sauce. That was like from a pack because it was to go. Okay, because they make their own there. See, See we, we missed a few things by getting it to go. They should do that like in a thing then. For I know the if you're going to go, make your own. Because I, that. Get some to go cups. Tartar sauce wasn't. Yeah. Very good. But um, we did have a fabulous dessert there. Oh, Mississippi was... mud pie. Yeah. That was so good. And I was so adamant about getting it that I packed a cooler with ice packs because I knew we had an hour to drive home. So fun. Well, what else would you say about catfish? Well, you know, one of the things that I guess is important to note about Catfish Kitchen is their sourcing, where they're getting their catfish from, right? So there is a place in yazoo city mississippi right in the mississippi delta this would be north of jackson mississippi and it's simmons catfish and they have two thousand acres of ponds and this this water okay so harry simmons the guy that started this his family 
was in the farming business, but in cotton primarily. So he, he knew sort of the mindset of setting up land to farm. Okay. But yeah. in this instance, it was water. Ponds. So he was real meticulous about how he uh, wanted the water aerated and the having the pH levels tested and just all okay. of the complexities that are just of in water. Better water. And they, you know... Like I said, they have 2,000 acres. But he, you know, he started this Simmons catfish, oh, I don't remember, like decades ago. And Catfish Kitchen, I think, gets their fish from Simmons. But I think we heard that they get them as babies, right? That's right. So that's um, cool. One of our listeners, Marianne, is who told us about this place when I had a conversation with her about catfish. And she's like, here's where you got to go. This is the best catfish place. Which, around. thank you for the recommendation. Exactly. It was good. Um, but she said that at Catfish Kitchen, they have their own ponds, which we could see. We saw. Yeah. And it was huge. I wouldn't even call that a pond. I would call that a small lake. <laughs> but she said that they line it so that the fish aren't actually eating dirt. Right. So they'll be obviously eating some slimy off the yeah. liner. But that they get them as babies from there in Mississippi, bring them here, they grow them here, you know, get them bigger, fatten yeah. them up, if yeah. you will. But they're not eating as much dirt. So that's partially why that taste of that fish is good. Yeah. Is it's not um, eating mud. Yeah. Well, I was actually very fascinated. I watched a farm tour of the Simmons place. Okay. You can watch it online. I mean, it was just like four minutes. But just all of the things that they do different from other sources, even I guess the at what point you chill the fish is important. Okay. They chill them very early on. No, take that back. It's the other way around. A lot of places start chilling the fish early on and then do whatever needs done. They wait till the very end to chill the fish. Interesting. Apparently okay. that brings a difference so anyway I just well and I've even heard people say you know you you might think the fatter the catfish the better but yeah. I've heard that's not necessarily true like some of them are so big you probably wouldn't want to eat that one yeah like the taste isn't going to be good yeah so I'm sure that these people know this is the Wait. best time yeah when it's about this particular way yeah to go ahead and get it out it was just funny listening to this guy talking about like he was even using the same words of as regular farming like when we harvest uh -huh. the fish i just don't think of fish think anything from water coming mm -hmm. whether it be shrimp or fish or whatever coming from the water being Called harvested harvest. but it is that's true it's the that's use funny. of land that's being <laughs> yeah so anyway um yeah i thought our catfish was that we had on friday was i don't know like a little more chunky or like a little more solid I would then, agree. Almost like some cod that you've had yes. because it's thicker yes. than a really thin yeah. piece of catfish. Yes. It was thicker. Yeah. I think I've it just had a nice had meatiness bad catfish it. that's thin and mm -hmm. it hasn't been seasoned well. Like mm -hmm. it's more than just cornmeal that you need to fry good catfish. You need to add a little bit of spices. That's actually what they talk about in that Sweet Magnolias even, episode. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. And even, I would say, the oil that you're using. Like, you don't want mm. nasty 
true oil and true who knows what some places that serve catfish how old you know is it yeah. week old oil i don't know but yeah. all of that might make a difference too yeah well i think that as churches begin to open up we need to think about how to continue to incorporate fish fries into the summer plans because it doesn't have to live just in lent season like, That's right. It that may have started a, there. I don't know. It may be popular. But summer's a great time because that's when people are fishing. Yes. So. And people are going to be looking for stuff to do I this know. summer. So. Do you remember the Tomlins, my good friends? He always goes fishing in like, you know, May or June. And they would always do a July fish fry. Yes. So they would just, well, it would only be in the freezer for, you know, a month or so. Yeah. And then thaw it out and let's fry it up. And yes. We even uh, had a particular group that we gathered, and we got joking where we called them fish fry friends because yes. we only saw them the annual at the annual sighting fish fry. of so, yeah. Oh, you're one of my fish fry friends. Yes, yeah. let's bring so that back where we do the fish fry. That's so fun. Well, that's all I had to say about me too. I'm catfish. There, you're going to see a lot of that in. Um, Mississippi and Louisiana was one thing I was going to say, just True. because there is a lot of fishing down there yes. for catfish. Yeah. So particularly a lot of those churches yes. do fish and fries. They may even let it bleed into other things like crawfish. It True. may not be just catfish Yeah. at said fish fry. They yeah. may crawfish boils throw in some other and... things that are seasonal and, you know, rampant in that area. So... And lots of <gasps> yummy. Hungry. I was going to say lots of yummy food in Louisiana. Gosh. So good. so good. Well, hopefully if you haven't gotten to try catfish yet in your lifetime, maybe we've increased your appetite for it and you can give some a try. If you find a good place, let us know. And if you have bad catfish, don't like throw in the towel on all catfish. Because right. there is good catfish out there. Yes. So I've, I'm now... I wouldn't say I'm a fan. I'm not quite ready I'm to say that. I'm not going to say I'm a lover, but I'm not a loather. There you go. <laughs> Good way to say that. Okay. We have a new sign off. So we're going to. Kind of new. We've gonna, mentioned it before. Well, that's true. But we're going to now end each episode wishing you all some peace. So we hope you have a great week. Yes. Peace be with you. And also with y'all. <laughs> <laughs>